0: What are you people doing here? <laughs> With a single unified voice, they said, "Hello, Honey Bear." Oh, what's happening?
1: The words. <gasps> oh, it's her organ. <laughs> it's a fucking organ. Got, they've got a possessed scrotum. But this time, he didn't wave, and he didn't say hi. He said, "I see you."
0: Mm-hmm. He wouldn't say that I looked beautiful. He'd tell me that the rain came from angels weeping over losing me from heaven.
1: That is a vom My a vagina is just red flag. fell off. Yeah.
0: Welcome to episode 55. What the fuck is wrong with
1: you? 57? I have been up for twelve hours. Um welcome to episode 55 of Ghost Hunt. horrible. I know. How are you doing? I am well. Yeah. How are you? You've been driving. Oh, my feet have gotten fat. What? Yeah. What do you mean? They yeah. got swollen up. No, I've Like DVT. 2 I've gone through some real real bad boot issues recently. <laughs> um I bought some bought some as you know, some lovely bright orange and bright green ankle boots. They're gorgeous. Yeah. That my my foot will not go in them at all, yeah. but I'm going to keep them anyway. Um because I got a refund. Um, and they didn't take yes. the shoes back, which yes. is great. Boot, also, boot my mum has bought me you know those mini ugs that I wanted with the platform. Mm. My mum's bought me some of those at Christmas. She was yes. like, "Do you want them now or do you want them at Christmas?" I was like, "I wait till the Christmas." The Daily Mail UG, yeah. The ta- yes, I love them. <laughs> they're so, outrageous. They're so nice. But... Yeah. I just keep seeing everyone walk around in them, and I love them. They look so. Comfy. It's important
0: that you like them, and that's I do. All that matters. I do. Well, they're brown,
1: so that's <laughs> <something> <laughs> and that we all you know how like. I feel. Yeah. So I my mom's bought me those for Christmas. They're really nice. They're really hard. Right, they're not like a soft shoe, you know, like Uggs, like you can fucking mould them like yeah, yeah, yeah. These are hard, and I can't get my fucking foot in them, so I'm gonna have to get the next size. These up. are your
0: Christmas presents,
1: yeah, and you've already tried them on. Tried them on to make sure. Oh. Good job I did. Oh, what you can't get your feet in okay. them. So I'm gonna have to go to Manchester. Why? To, to get a <laughs> foot surgery to, to shave my your foot
0: leg off. off. <laughs>
1: Um, to swap them. It's a very boring story, but it's just something that's really close to my heart at the minute. <laughs> big fat <laughs> I
0: think you need to see someone about that. <laughs> oh my
1: God, what was that? Are you okay? Oh, I'm turning into a pig wig <laughs> oh, A weird this,
0: there, this always happens. Every time we record the podcast when well, we have very little sleep and yeah. we're on the edge. Have
1: you had a little sleep? Well, I woke up... What time did I wake up? Six. Wow. To so leave the house... <laughs> Wow, that's a lot. It is. It's early. It's like we're in finance.
0: It's so like we're in finance, don't you think? But no cocaine. Unfortunately, none of the no good bits, six-figure No six-figure salary. No dwarves. No cocaine. Dwarves? like
1: in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking okay, Christ! Do you want to leave it to Susie to pick the most. Um, culturally inappropriate. No, in I'm moment. just saying that's what happens
0: in the film. That's what they I can't do. I don't
1: remember it. I don't. Really? It's a long film. Oh, it's a great one. film. Was, was um, Matthew McConaughey in, in that? Mm-hmm. Matthew Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: Oh, yeah, he was when he goes.
1: Yeah, he's fit, isn't it? I think. I think Matthew, Matthew McConaughey's well fit. Apparently, he smells though, doesn't use deodorant. <gasps> yeah, he's a uh, like, smelly bastard. A smelly bastard? Oh, ah, we're well, a proper smelly bastard.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Have you not heard this? No. Oh, it's a well-known fact that Matthew McConaughey is a smelly bastard.
0: That's such a shame because it doesn't know. fit his persona. Well, it kind of does because he's mental. Yeah, he is a bit mental. So That's he's true. decided
1: to not use deodorant anymore for some fucking reason. Really? Apparently, he thinks it's going to kill him. <laughs> Are crazy. Oh, he's
0: one of those. Okay, fine. So we don't have any cocaine. For a while I did use um vegan deodorant and it was the worst decision I've ever made. It doesn't fucking work. It does not work. It doesn't work. I, I could smell myself yeah. in like places I was like, oh no. I, I was like, you know when you will have to move up the tube because you're like, oh, stinky fucks. Yeah. And then I was like, it's me. Huh?
1: Do you remember when you said that you forgot your deodorant and you hate not wearing deodorant? I'm exactly the same yeah. when I went away. You know, because you have to buy deodorant on the other side after a plane because you can't take a big fucking deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. and I'm not prepared enough to go shopping and buy like mini mm. stuff so I went three whole days without deodorant but I just slapped perfume onto my <gasps> pit like that did you but that's yeah. so bad cause that's just alcohol I know uh, well I had no choice I was like I'm not going round with you know natural pits yeah I'm sorry and I'm
0: quite a warm person yeah well, I, get, I, I overheat you're everything overheat. always cold
1: no yeah Yes, you're always like I'm just cold. <laughs> I'm so I'm such so, a so fragile baby. <laughs> I'm a little sexy baby. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? Well, someone explain to me what Taylor Swift songs about Look, where she says. Y- if I'm you a sexy need to baby. ask about that, oh, and... I'm sick of the Taylor Swift stuff. I've had enough. You're all mental. You've all drank the Kool Aid. Yeah,
0: I, I'm enjoying the Kool Aid. It's Are you? tasty. I enjoy the the whole thing with her and Kelsey, what's his face? Who? This fucking fit footballer out in the States. She's now dating him. And there's a, I got um, suggested an Instagram account, which is like Swifty fans. And I was, I fell down the fucking hole. And now I am invested. I hope it goes well. He's so hot. He's so hot. She
1: used to go out with... Um, Tom Hiddleston. One of my friends. What? Friends.
0: What? Give yeah. us the
1: goss. She used to She used to go out with someone. My friends used to go to Bristol Uni. She loves an English and bloke. And she went out with one of their friends who went to Bristol Uni. But she just like hid out there at some point during lockdown, I think. Like, you imagine just Taylor Swift just chilling out in Oxford in a two-up, two-down. I mean, she's a very relatable no, girl. No, I don't think I care. I no, just, what other I goss do you have? don't. No, that's that's it. No, come on. No, I that's that's literally it. Well, that's a useless piece of gossip. You need more. I just Text I your friend. I don't care enough.
0: Tell us about okay. Taylor Swift in lockdown. Obviously, we need to know. Let me get... I'm a Swiftie now. Guys. Well, I don't.
1: I don't know the person that she went out with. Do you like my bronzer? Let me text my friend Nick.
0: Hello. What? Do you like my bronzer?
1: Sorry, I've got fucking whiplash. <laughs> the conversation dead. We've gone. We've gone to. We've gone. Too, we've. Too, we're overtired, like babies. I,
0: yeah, <laughs> sexy babies.
1: Um, Let me just send a voice note. Apologies, everyone. This is. I um, love that um, shit. D- am I right in thinking that you know somebody that went out with Taylor Swift? Um, I'm literally recording the pod right now, so if you could get back to me, tell us everything. That'd we love be great. you. Thank you. Send me a voice note, but if you do want to send a voice note, I will be playing it on the pod. So if you'd rather just text me, just text me. Bye, babe. Bye. Mm. Great.
0: I can't wait for the guys. I don't know if
1: there but I'm seeing everyone tomorrow because I'm going to a wedding. Right, this is something I want to talk about before we quickly, I'm going to do it very quickly.
0: Yeah, because someone did say the intro was
1: too long the other I day. I don't care what they say. <laughs> <laughs> no, they said, intro too long, you're very loud, but very good episode. It's like, yeah, what it's you very want? it's very baffling. Very baffling. Um, okay, seconds. I'm going to a wedding tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Um... From very good friends, really looking forward to it. Think it's gonna be a good think it's gonna be through free, free drinkers, I mean? Oh yeah, you have to. I think so. What what are you saying about a wedding present? I think
0: I'm gonna write a whole bit about this because I think it's um it's so much pressure. And actually what I'd rather is um a bank account that I could put money into, give them twenty quid. Yeah,
1: well this is the thing, because I had a look on the I had a I don't look want to list John Lewis list. Yeah, I've had a look on the list in the past and it's either like Salt and pepper shaker, two pound fifty, yeah. or very unique, or oh, one of a kind, four grand. And it's like, well, there's no. Yeah. If I buy you a two pound fifty salt shaker, mm. I'm going to look like a twass. But I'm also not going to spend over ten.
0: Yeah, the band that you want it sells out first. I just
1: don't agree with wedding presents anyway.
0: Yeah, I agree. to be honest, because I don't
1: think I'm going to get married. I'm going to do a Carrie Bradshaw because as, as annoying as Carrie is in Sex and the City, the one thing she did well was that episode where she loses her shoes. remember? No. So she goes to someone's christening, put, they tell her to take her shoes off because they're in her house, mm. takes her shoes off, end of the night, oh, I've got a text back, end of the night, she's her shoes are gone. Right. And the people in the house are like, oh, sorry, I don't know where they are. She was like, they're my shoes, you made me turn yeah, them, take them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like I'm bringing gifts to you for your fucking baby and all this, and then at the end she um says so she's marrying herself and sends out a list and just puts the shoes on the list, oh, so they have to buy the shoes. Nice, because they were never going to pay for the shoes.
0: I've always thought this, or the, the baby showers, the Hindu's, the weddings. I'm like, I, it's time that we. Through our own bash, yes, it you've is. obviously got some gossip because you just stopped listening. Go on, <laughs> I was just like, you're like, wait, dead wait, eyes. wait for her
1: to stop <laughs> least, moving her mouth. That's like, I not like You're like, she's it over. carrying on. Well, I haven't got. It. I've just got a voice message. This, not No, they knew. They knew the guy who knew Taylor Swift, who was going out with Taylor Swift, the guy from Bristol. They're not going out anymore. If you haven't noticed, she's going out with that Jets guy, so she doesn't have to uh, get googled about all the. um, environmental things that she does wrong. What? Um, yeah. Or maybe it's true love. Who knows? But no, I knew a guy who was dating, who was friends with the guy who was dating. Oh, it's a friend of a friend. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And I mean,
0: like, I you. Too... That, that was the same manic energy that we've got.
1: <laughs> that's garbled right. as hell. And yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's it. Anyway, um, so no, it was a friend of a friend of a friend. That went out with. I know Swift.
0: something about the environment. I love. Well, that. I think
1: she, apparently. Well, you know, she's not pretending to be anything. She's like. A- She's there. they've got so much money that she doesn't need to pretend like she cares about he not jatting off all over the place very hot
0: right oh, I just don't he's agree he's a bit cringe in, that, in his personality he's a bit like yeah let's go
1: I, could, I wouldn't know if he came up smacked me in the face and called me Susan I would you have would no love idea. that
0: <laughs> honestly <laughs> <laughs> if he did that to bit you you'd be like what's Ooh. his name Kelsey um, no it's probably not Kelsey They're probably getting a Kelch Tristan Kelch.
1: Kelch Kelch. imagine screaming that name Tristan. out Tristan oh what the oh, fuck Kelch. <laughs> Give it to me, couch. <laughs> Kelch sounds like a noise. I think I've got that really...
0: Everyone, anyone who's like a Taylor ah, Swift fan is going to be like, you couch. make me sick. Taylor couch sounds like... Swift. I've obviously Googled her recently. And what's his name? Oh, Travis. Travis. Travis Kelchy. Couch.
1: Oh, right. Kelch couch sounds like the kind of noise that your body makes after it's been hit by a car.
0: Yeah, it's... um. They, oh yeah, he's he's a good lad. Anyway, um, by the way, huh, so what? on on um on Instagram we get yeah. some interesting messages, yeah. And I got one from someone who Hannah thought was called Urin. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> so it it's actually you are mine. <laughs> you are M I N E. But from, should we
1: be voicing this out publicly?
0: Yeah, because Urin messaged me DM on my own personal Instagram saying. Do you really know, Hannah? She told me about you something and I choked to hear it, if you don't mind. I will tell what you everything. What does that mean? I will tell you everything that she told me, but... Oh, my God. Not even an ellipsis there. I will tell you everything that she told me, but... Now, I think I'm going to respond. I, uh, you
1: should respond.
0: I'm going to say, I am choked to hear this.
1: <laughs> this message is choketh me. Yeah, I am choke. To hear this, I wonder what, why this could be. Do you think it's? Please carry on. Yeah, I want to know who, it, what, what. Yeah, what I've, I've sent done. it, yeah. so I'm, I'm wondering what you've been. I've had messages like this before, and it's um a scam. Well, yeah, but what could they be scamming you out of? Well, I can't wait to find Insanity. out. Insanity. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Shoketh. I'm shoke. I'm shoke. I'm so shoke. <laughs> Um, I'm choked to be getting on with this <laughs> podcast. Okay, you ready for a tarot? You pick it.
0: Is it my turn? I think so. Okay.
1: I got a really good one last week, so.
0: La, 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 la. I'm going to go down right down the Oh end.
1: my gosh. Weird, isn't it? No. <laughs> what do you mean? Weird that. What is? <laughs> What's happening? You
0: ready? Yeah. You need the book. Oh, fucking this
1: book. Shit.
0: Great. <gasps> it's more carrots. Mm. It is a man with his back turned with a cloak
1: holding three carrots, but he's only holding on to the one on the right. Three are carrots. Uh, oh, right, okay. Is it, Has he it got a red and green cloak on? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh go on we'll see, what's we've had say. this before, definitely. The three is a sign of progress.
0: Yes. I'm
1: always the plan is in place and is starting to be implemented. <sighs> I think that's in reference to our um, Patreon. It's only the price of a coffee and you get a monthly ghost hunt, two weekly episodes, and it's all very exciting.
0: And our upcoming tour, which we're going to be announcing very soon.
1: Patreon.com slash ghost
0: Yeah. Patreon and the tour. And we're going on a little tour. Oh my God, we're getting out of London. We're going we're we're to come see the
1: Huns in the Wild. Yeah. That's
0: what I've decided everyone who's a ghost hun is a Huns in the Wild. Our
1: first one is going to be in February in Wolverhampton.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the time this comes out, we'll probably have posted about it. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's our first one away. That's our first Wolverhampton. one. Wolverhampton. No, nothing about
1: Wolverhampton. Next year, well, 2000. Well, I'm hoping that the end of this year, we go to America. America. So, um, honey, would you like a story? Yeah, go on then. Have you got a story? I've got a story. Okay, i have got a story. Jesus. (laughs) Okay.
0: My stalker sends me a birthday card every year. Happy birthday, Majuba. You can't laugh at that. Just because it's not it's Sarah or Tom,
1: it's the way Jesus. you said it. Get culturally aware. Majuba. Yeah. That's the way you said it. You looked. You looked at me then because you wanted a reaction. No, I didn't. You're outrageous. <laughs> Do you know? Well, I was going to be called Basha once. Oh, that's so, Polish. Yeah. yeah. I can't take the pressure. Basher much. used to really
0: crack me up as a name. Basha. Basha. That would be Basha Bichkovsky. A great. Basha Bitchkovsky would be such a good drag name for you. <laughs> Basha Bitchkovsky. Okay. <clears throat> Happy birthday, Majuba. I hope someone gets you the new phone I saw you looking at last week. Are you drunk? <laughs> Are you drunk? <laughs> you're, like, you're
1: like, I hope so. I so. <laughs> just had a coffee, actually. I
0: I'd um, love
1: a wine we always
0: say this no matter what time yeah but technically
1: bored. this is my 5pm because I've been up for so bloody long oh yeah
0: true this is your lunch hour um, happy birthday Majuba I hope someone gets you the new phone I saw you looking at last week love X. another year already it seems like only yesterday I watched your mum dropping you off for high school it's been such a pleasure uh, watching
1: you grow up oh uh, it's love, one thing to ex. stalk a fully grown woman but it's another thing to, I mean actually I don't know if Majuba's is a man or a woman
0: a uh, woman I think
1: what are you basing that on? Because I've read it. Okay. It's one thing. It's one thing to stalk a fully grown woman, but a child, like, like you Weird. waited, like yeah. Schofield did.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hashtag
1: over hashtag controversy.
0: <clears throat> um, it's been such a pleasure watching you grow up, love X. You should be more careful about closing your windows at night. You never know when someone might climb up from the balcony below. Happy birthday. Stay safe. Love, X. They might sound creepy to you, but you have to understand that I've been getting these cards every year for as long as I remember. My mum made a big fuss about them for a while, but we never got the slightest clue where they were coming from. Nothing bad ever came from it. Over the years, it just became a fact of life. I even look forward to the mysterious messages. We all had our theories, of course. Mum thought it was some socially handicapped secret admirer with a lifelong obsession. My half-sister Amina couldn't stand the idea of anyone being in love with me. She insisted it was a psychopath who was just biding his time to strike.
1: I I think that is absolutely fair enough. I
0: would be team Amina on this one.
1: Well, it's not jealousy. You're literally being attacked.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Someone's watching you every year. Yeah.
1: Although, to be honest, I never close my curtains and if somebody wants to watch me, then that's more their problem than mine. (laughs) You're like winking at the window, like, how well. (laughs) 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 Just leaning over, like, dry shaving my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Slapping perfume onto my pits. Yeah, exactly. Exfoliating my (laughs) décolletage. Pink in the sink. Yeah, what? (laughs) (laughs) What
0: do you mean? What? What do you mean? That was a callback to uh, A Gentleman's Wash, do you remember? (laughs) Oh,
1: that was so funny.
0: Um, she insisted it was a psychopath who was just biding his time to strike. I even caught her slipping her own menacing anonymous letter into the pile one year just to scare me. Personally, I always thought, or at least hoped, they were coming from Dad. He left my mother while she was still pregnant with me. Mum thinks that's proof he doesn't care and wouldn't bother. I think it's proof that
1: he knows I exist. Excuse me, Mm. madam. What do you mean? Well, her dad's sending us sexy letters. They're not sexy. They are. No. Well, they're a little bit. It's just suggestive. the way I read out. That's
0: because I have a really um sultry There's voice. There's no other way of saying. And that's why you're reading into it. Actually, mm, they're bit just of like...
1: incest, please. There's <laughs> no. no way that you can look at. Um, it's not like close your windows. You don't know who might be looking.
0: Well, it could be read out like that. I just said close your windows. You never yeah, know. People
1: like him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why are you watching someone's bedroom windows? Now, well, listen, fair, I, they never specified bedroom. Um, you should, they they yeah, no, in
0: a flat. yeah, you're right. You should be more careful about closing your windows at night. Yeah,
1: but like, it's very weird. It is
0: weird. Yeah. Knock on the door and go, it's but, me, your
1: dad. I mean, if
0: she's, you know, she's got daddy issues. She wants her dad to be in her life. She's winging a prayer. She's like, even if dad's weird, mm. I would take this over. No contact at all. I
1: bet This listen, is mental. Majuba, I'm, not, come I'm, on. I'm
0: not with... I'm not Majuba. I don't know what's Majuba. going on. Majuba,
1: come on. Clue <laughs> in, girl. Let's go. Okay, let's
0: see where we go. Um, I hoped they were coming from Dad. Uh, mum thinks it's proof he doesn't care and wouldn't bother. I think it's proof that he knows I exist. The fact that Amina never gets a card seems to support the idea.
1: So Amina's not her dad's... She's half-sister, so it's a mum. Yeah. And, yeah. So they've got different dads. Exactly.
0: This never caused a problem... Excuse me. This never caused a problem until I was in my 20s and living on my own. I'd started dating a guy named Ranja who was almost charming to a fault. He wouldn't say that I looked beautiful. He'd tell me that the rain came from angels weeping over losing me from heaven. Blech,
1: that is a bomb. My a vagina is just red just fell off.
0: Yeah, it's gone.
1: My vagina has shriveled up into a little <laughs> raisin.
0: My fanny has fallen off
1: into a river and it's gone. Fallen fannies. <laughs> fallen fannies. <laughs> that is honestly... That's obviously the name of the episode. (laughs) Um, That is a vial. What would you... Oh No, um, no, 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 no.
0: Although if you were like 21, you'd be like, oh my God.
1: No, I've never been like that.
0: Grim, ranch is gross. (sighs) Um, He wouldn't say that I look beautiful. He'd tell me that the rain came from angels weeping over losing me from heaven or that the puddles loved me so much that they'd hold on to my reflection even after I'd left. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. A little over the top, maybe, but I'd be lying if I didn't admit to feeling myself all mixed up at his words. Majuba,
1: bad things are going to happen. You need to leave. I
0: agree. You need to leave, girl. You gotta leave, girl. You gotta leave.
1: That's minging.
0: Randra and I had been together for Just almost...
1: Just say you look fit.
0: Yeah, I know. You, look, right well you, you look, look well fit. You look well fit. I love
1: that. Yeah. You look well We're fit. We're
0: quite simple gals, aren't yeah. we? You look well fit. Yeah. I'd be like... <gasps> Thank you. I'm shooketh. Shooketh. <laughs> <laughs> I am shook. <laughs> I'm choked to be reading I'm this. I'm choked to read this, Randra. <laughs> I hope I'm honestly by the end of the pod, Yurin's going to have written back. I can't wait with all the gas. Uh, Randra and I had been together for almost eight months before we celebrated my first birthday together. That's the first time I saw the other side of him. I guess I never realised how closely linked passion and jealousy are before he opened my mysterious card. His brows knotted together while he read. His pressed lips began to tremble, and all the colour drained from his face. It's no big deal, really, I told him. What does it say? Ranja didn't answer. He threw the card down on the table and walked to the other side of the room, breathing heavily. I, <laughs> I picked it up and read, <clears throat> he's going to hurt you, Majuba. Oh. You wouldn't be the first either. Oh, yeah, 100%. Get out, or this may be the last card you ever receive. Love,
1: X. I completely agree with X. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a womaniser. He knows exactly yeah, what he's doing. the charm offensive to oh, try and reel gross. you in. Gross.
0: Fucking grim. When I looked up, Ranja was standing on the opposite side of his living room, just glaring at me. "'Well?' he asked. "'Explain yourself.' "'Me? What did I do?' The space between us closed more rapidly than I was comfortable with. I took a step back, but that only brought him closer, trapping me against a wall. "'What's his name? How long have you been seeing him?' he asked. What followed was the worst argument we've ever had. He refused to believe me when I told him it might be my father, and I got a glimpse of the person the message warned me about.' No, sorry. I read that. Weird. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. He, he refused to believe me when I told him it might be my father, and I got a glimpse of the person the message warned me about. I told him he could check with my family, but he seemed to think they would lie to protect me. We managed to avoid talking about it for a few days until one morning when Ranja triumphantly slammed a piece of paper on the table. He's dead. Twelve years he's been dead. I don't know how Rancher did it, but I was staring at my father's death That's not the
1: way to break some bad news. What a...
0: I was about to say the C word, but what a but twat. But what a cunt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever felt like a lifetime of hope shatter in a few seconds? It's like being conscious of your own death. Your body keeps moving and you can feel it go, but there's no one inside anymore. Stop pretending you care just to get out of trouble. I know you never met him. And then the argument started again, but my heart wasn't in it anymore. I'm confused about why they're rowing. Because I think he's he thinks there's this other bloke in her life,
1: oh, and she's spinning him a lie
0: about being like,
1: and he's just, bad. he's
0: jealous, and he's like, who are they? You know, obviously. Oh, so
1: he's like, he thinks that she knew he was dead. Exactly. And he's like, I've got fucking proof. Oh my God, I hate this guy.
0: Yeah. Um, and and obviously he's read this note being like, he's going to hurt you, and he's like, who the, f- who the fuck is this?
1: Yeah. And he sees straight through your stupid poetry. Yeah,
0: X fucking knows. Anyway, and then the argument started again, but my heart wasn't in it anymore. I couldn't explain who was sending the letters. I could barely even talk, and he took my silence as an admission of guilt. He didn't understand that I wasn't hurt because I lost my father. You can't lose something you've never had. I was hurt because I lost every possible future with my father in it. I lost him dancing with me at my wedding and carrying my future kids on his back. I lost him telling me that he never stopped thinking of me or loving me, even though it was only from afar. And all I gained in return were threats, insults, and the unsettling realisation that a stranger really had been following me my whole life long. Mm. Now Rangel was laying it on the line. I could either trust him or the letter writer. He demanded to know why I would throw my life... Mm. He demanded to know why I would throw away the life I was building for some creep I'd never met. How could I possibly take care of myself without him? How could I find another man as good as him when even my own father didn't want me? If my life was a movie, then things would have gotten better after that. I would have stood up for myself and learnt to live on my own terms. But I was scared and I was alone and I thought that someone who said the angels wept for me would never dare blasphemy the object of their love. I thought I deserved it when he started to lock me in my own room. What else could he do if he didn't trust me? I thought I could be strong when he hit me or pulled my hair. At least he didn't leave. My mother would have been lucky to have found a man like Ranja.
1: Oh, this is really
0: sad. It's horrible. And for the next year, I hated myself for spending my whole life waiting for a fairy tale that would never come true. Until my birthday came again, and I finally found the will to leave. It wasn't what the card said that convinced me, just a benign, generic, well-wishing straight off the shelf. It was where the card came from, because this was the first time there had ever been a return address. In the cool and safety of the dark, I stole out of Ranja's house with only what I could fit in a suitcase. It was hard going, dragging my things, but I knew that if my life was going to start over, then it was going to start with the only person I've ever trusted the one sending the letters. What?
1: This is out of the frying pan into the fire.
0: (laughs) It's better than Ranja though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, just go somewhere. Just go elsewhere. Go to Blackpool.
0: Um,
1: It was going to start
0: with the only person I've ever trusted, the one sending the letters. And when I found myself entering the cemetery, I knew I'd found what I was looking for. My father's headstone, which read, Are you there, Majuba? I will always be with you.
1: Oh, so it was a dad. The end. Was it a dad sending letters yeah, from the grave? From the
0: grave. Ghost dad. Oh, that's quite it's nice. It's quite nice, isn't, isn't it? it?
1: Bit pervy. Could have been a bit less weird that way. Well,
0: I just think that is wholesome. He's looking out for her. Yeah. He's like, can you please secure your windows? Yeah, now Don't now get I with I know bad men.
1: That's okay. And I saw he was down in the bushes.
0: Um. I, yeah, he's not in the bushes because the first one says, "I hope someone gets you the new phone I saw you looking at last week."
1: Um, you know, yeah. apart from he's like he's more the omnipresent. Yeah, that's nice. Rather
0: than in a bush, rather
1: yeah, dad yeah. in a bush is not the one. Da- I've <laughs> got to be honest with you, da- dad in a bush. This one is entitled "My toddler keeps saying hi while looking under the bed." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is like Freddie. This is because all of a sudden he'll go.
0: Yeah. Oh, creepy kids. Creepy
1: kids. Just a the constant theme. <clears throat> My toddler is a smart kid, but he learns things in a strange order. Case in point, his first word was Ant, not Mama or Dada. He can say short sentences like, Make a mess, but he still doesn't know how to hold a spoon. So when he finally started saying Hi, at age one and a half, I was thrilled. Good job, James, I said, leaning in close and bopping his nose. He smiled at me. Then he bent over, looked under the bed, and waved. Hi. Your creepy kid
0: impression is the worst.
1: Hi. Hi. No, no, you say hi to people, I said. See? Hi, James. I waved my hand at him. He stared at me and furled his eyebrows. Then he bent his knees, looked under the bed again. Hi. He said with a little wave. I patted his head and smiled. Okay, good enough. The next day, though, I became concerned. We were again playing in the master bedroom. Master bedroom. Master bedroom. Master bedroom. Oh, sorry. We um, in the master bedroom. He was stacking blocks up on the floor. Oh, Freddie does that as well. This is freaking me out. Suddenly, he stopped, stood up, and ran over to the bed. If you have experience with toddlers, you'll know... Toddlers. 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 I'm Toddless. I'm Tom Toddless, and I'm thrilled. With Richard Toddless. toddless. <laughs> you'll know they get random impulses like that, where they just drop whatever they're doing and run in a random direction. He bent his knees and peered under the bed, but this time he didn't wave, and he didn't say hi. He said, "I see you, Nick." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. What? Ooh, that's another sort. <laughs> 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 oh my god I am breaking down that's another short sentence he knows from when we play hide and seek or peekaboo peekaboo I see you but I've never seen him say I see you in any other context before and definitely not to uh, anything other than me or my husband James what do you see I asked hoping he'd respond with something intelligible I quickly bent down and checked under the bed myself nothing was there of course peekaboo I see you, I see you, I see you. What do you see? He whipped around and ran back over to his blocks. Block, yellow (laughs) block. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Block, yellow block, red block. Of course he's not going to answer me. I sighed and sat on the floor watching him with my arms crossed. That night I couldn't sleep. Dan snored loudly beside me, sprawled over 80% of the bed, as usual. I was pushed to the... First, even during the like story, getting Dan. a bit of a whinge in. <laughs> <laughs> classic Dan. What a dickhead. I was pushed to the far edge, arms wrapped around a body pillow. I love those. What? Those big, long pillows that you can, like, kind of... Like wrap a pillow to spoon. I think they're a pregnancy pillow, technically, but they're so comfortable. <laughs> um, Never slept with one. Um, so my arms are wrapped around a body pillow. I see you. The voices echoed in my head I see you, I see you what did he see no I'm being ridiculous, listen to me taking the ramblings of a toddler seriously I rolled over facing Dan my eyes thought closed and I tried to think about something else, the Costco trip tomorrow or the vacation to Florida in a few months I froze something ice cold brushed against my back I flipped around who's there I said hoarsely into the darkness. Dan didn't even budge. Snore, snore. Cold on my feet. My eyes snapped to the edge of the bed just in time to see something dark retracing back behind the bed. Dan, Dan, I yelled. I grabbed him by the shoulder and shook him madly. Wake up! His eyes fluttered open for half a second. What? Cold again on my back. I whipped around. A stubby, shadowy little hand poked over the edge of the bed a child's hand it quickly slipped back under the bed with a quiet thump I leapt out of bed and peered underneath my heart pounded in my chest drowned out by Dan's snores nothing was there, just a dark empty floor clumps of dust, a few wayward socks, I climbed back in bed shuddering, I wrapped my arms around Dan and closed my eyes Blair? His snores had stopped and his eyes were open, what? did you just poke me? the end hang on hang on <laughs> who's Blair she's the woman she's us
0: oh Dan wakes
1: up Dan and wakes says Dan wakes up because she was out the bed well,
0: oh. I said, did you just poke me
1: something's oh. in the room oh
0: he's being poked by the oh. kids a little jab in the fucking ribs little bastard little oh, kids creepy I kids I like that I like that
1: did you is it scary yeah I like that um right would you like a little mad one a little mad one. Yeah. Yeah, let's go.
0: I was so proud of my wife when she added her name to the organ donor registry. <laughs> it made me a little queasy thinking about parts of her roaming freely outside of her body. Still, I applauded her altruism.
1: Don't you now have to opt out of it? You're automatically a donor. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's a bit of
0: fun fact. How do for you, you? Um,
1: opt out then? You have to go to your doctor. Oh, okay. And tell them, why are you planning on opting out?
0: Well, I don't know. I really? Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind being given to science. Yeah, you've got to go
1: and. I think that's fine. Body, yeah, anything. I wouldn't mind. I mean want to go to one of those body farms. What, what are they? Oh, uh, I, I kind of want to go. They basically put you in different. They, it's like a literal farm. And the bodies that are donated, they put them in different um, conditions so they can watch how a body decays in various different situations. It's more for like murders. So, in oh. one place, you could just be half. Buried Like that with your body Just sticking out <laughs> Oh see so, That's
0: so you though A bit morbid And a bit like Just Yeah watch but I think me... It's
1: quite interesting And it's a bit more like Yeah You know what I mean Tits out <laughs> <laughs> That's how that. you want to go
0: What about like The whole cremated thing Do you want to be like
1: You mm. know no, Spilled just... over a cliff Well I would have liked To go to see That would have been nice
0: Oh to see I thought you were like Going to see who <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> so just dead. All right, no, I'd like to go to sea, but like full body, not ashes.
0: Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. But I don't
1: think that's technically allowed. I, think I don't think we can hurl your body up. into the sea. It's not, no, apparently. it's. Not. I love the fact that you're thinking that you're going to be there. You're going to already be dead.
0: I'm going to. You're older uh,
1: than me. A mm, lot older
0: than me. No, I'm going to put you in a dinghy. You're a lot. <laughs>
1: your corpse in a dinghy and go out to sea and be like, Yoik. You're thinking of. That's the Richard Layman way to go. Yeah. Yes. If you want to know what we're talking about, head on over to Patreon.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, anyway. continue. <clears throat> Okay, back in the story. I was so proud of my wife when she added her name to the organ donor registry. It made me a little queasy thinking about parts of her roaming freely outside her body. Still, I applauded her altruism. After she filed the paperwork, I didn't give it further thought. I assumed she'd outlive me and that I'd never have to contemplate the subject again. But life never works out how we expect. The year that followed the accident was extraordinarily difficult. I wouldn't wish the experience on my worst enemy. I barreled through all stages of grief. I felt extreme degrees of emotion that I didn't realise existed. I went through therapy and did my best to reassemble a life built for two. I tried to recreate our little rituals. I visited our favourite restaurants, I watched our cherished movies and I cried to our special Oh Hang songs. on, is she dead? Yeah. <laughs> dead. How she dies? He said that after the accident.
1: What accident? Well, he hasn't got into it. What do you think it is? I think she was working at a tuna canning factory, and <sighs> some of Did the machinery we, yeah. malfunctioned. Any other? And she lost her hand, okay. and then she bled out on the and floor. Then, then
0: bled out. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't actually say in the story. Oh, got, have you, go. you got any other? Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks.
1: tuna canning <laughs> imagine dying the of a tuna canning very dangerous though those lids anyway <laughs> have a sip of your orange juice god I need some more sugar I need some
0: sugar <laughs> no you don't oh need you're like a kid like climbing up the walls okay. Um. okay uh, we watched our cherished movies and cried to our special songs I'd spent hours sitting alone at our special spot it was a grassy hill that provided everything's
1: it. very special isn't it <laughs> I've got a special spot by the bins
0: oh, is that your special spot <laughs> you like come with me to the bins <laughs> this was
1: Finger me fingering behind the bins yeah exactly
0: I knew you going to say that um, I'd spend hours sitting alone at our special spot it was a grassy hill that provided a spectacular view of the entire valley we used to watch the sunset here and hold hands like smitten lovers months went by I persevered I grieved and I healed I dreaded the one year anniversary of her death While I knew it was going to be difficult, the events of that night exceeded my expectations. That evening, I took my in-laws out for dinner. We reminisced about the good times and wept over the experiences we would never have. We hugged, said goodbye, and I drove home. I opened my front door to my pitch black apartment and turned the overhead light on. In front of me were six people. (laughs) Three men, two women, and a young girl. That is a big group of thieves. They all sat on kitchen chairs arranged in a straight line. Intervention. They all stared at me, smiling. Hello, I said. What are you people doing here? <laughs> With a single, unified voice, they said, Hello, honey bear. Oh, what's happening?
1: The words. <gasps> oh, it's her <our> organs. <laughs> it's a fucking organ. Got, they've got a possessed scrotum. What? <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> At what point did she give away her scrotum well, to you science? you don't know whether
1: or not she had a scrotum.
0: The words sent chills down my spine. That was my wife's nickname for me. The last time I heard it aloud was exactly 1 year
1: today. Great. But FYI, that's a shit nickname, vile. You should find another one. Honeybear? Yeah. Honeybear. It's vile. Hello, Honeybear.
0: I'm calling the police if you don't leave right now. I shouted fumbling with my phone. I call
1: Adam officer Trinket bum. <laughs> That's That's
0: gross. (laughs) I don't even want to know what that, that's so, there's something really disturbing about that. Trinket bum. Are you hiding little trinkets up his arse? Yeah,
1: well, because he Oh, you do? Okay, I didn't
0: expect you to say yes to that honestly you know when it's like TMI but then this is another level
1: uh, no it's because it's because Adam was pissed once and I was and I was kind of like moved oh. past him and like mo- touched his arse back and he was like not me bum I keep trinkets up there and he was battered and obviously
0: <laughs> and you that really tickled you I
1: thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard of. oh
0: god trinkets officer, Tr- officer trinket but that is the most like that's worse than honey bear.
1: <laughs> yeah but it said with a lot of like disgust
0: no it isn't you just look at <laughs> You're like you're like blushing over how the trinket bun. Oh god, you're gonna say that at your wedding, aren't you? You're like yeah I take you, Officer Trinket Bun. <laughs> as the rest of us are like officer pass the trinket sick bag, Alice. Oh, so funny.
1: Oh. <sighs> that was weird. Okay.
0: <clears throat> I'm calling the police if you don't leave right now, I shouted, fumbling with my phone. What's the matter? The six said altogether. Don't recognise me.
1: No. No.
0: The synchronisation of their voices was flawless Mm. Even their mannerisms, the tilt of their heads, the raised eyebrows, the pouting lips All perfectly lined up I shuddered, I'd seen those unmistakable quirks on my wife's face countless times Listen, whoever you are, this is not a good night for bullshit, get out Mm. I understand that you may be uncomfortable with my appearance, the six said But this is who I am now what are you saying? Who are you? It's me, Honey Bear, your wife. Hang on, the bear.
1: <laughs> your wife. Your wife. Like like What Lies Beneath. Have you seen that film? Oh, ages Where ago. Where she goes, your wife remember oh uh, I don't remember that bit oh my god you've got to watch you've got to watch what lies beneath it's I mean as, I have seen it I just remember that, on that top bit of in the,
0: the, the bathroom oh, mirror that yeah. really creeped me out I've tried to bury that actually yeah it's a great film um, I collapsed heavy onto my knees I was already an emotional fragile wreck this was too much to bear that would break my knees
1: <laughs> smash
0: <laughs> now I can't stand up That's impossible, I shouted, slamming my fist into the carpet. This is a disgusting prank. Get out! (laughs) You added on that facial
1: expression.
0: Get out! Do you remember when I signed up to be an organ donor? You weren't comfortable with the idea, but you still supported me. What are you talking about? Each of the people you see before you contains a part of me. One by one, they all stood up, uttered a single word, and sat back down. Pancreas. (laughs) Liver, Uh, heart, intestine, lung.
1: No one would want my liver. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I bet your liver's fine, you know. Do you think? Why? Yeah. Well, a mate of mine drinks loads. She went to have her liver checked out, and they were like, it's fucking healthy.
1: Yeah, Yeah. do you know what? You have to actually mm. drink loads. Your liver, your, liver, your liver can take quite a lot. Yeah. And I can't, I'm too tired nowadays to get that pissed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Can't you Cop- want a wine now? Couple of glasses, um, anyway. Um, the little girl stood up last and said, kidney, wait, So you people all receive my... Wait, so you people all receive my wife's organs? Who's
1: got her eyeballs?
0: Lynn. Obviously Lynn. Oh my God, do you think this has gone like... Imagine this goes back to Lynn. Full circle. Yeah. (gasps) Circle of Lynn. (laughs) And it rules us all. So you people all receive my wife's organs? I am your wife, they
1: said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's no one else here. I am your wife. My brain couldn't process this much lunacy at once. The room started spinning and I collapsed to the floor. This is impossible. It's not impossible, they said. And I need your help. No, this isn't real. This is wrong. What can I possibly do? The doctors who removed my organs still have my brain and they are not respecting it. Every day I can feel them prodding and poking at it. It feels like an electric shock and I lose control. Together, you and I, we shall take it back. Okay. How? I must be reassembled. The little girl stood up and walked towards me. She handed me a piece of paper. I need you to buy everything on this list. I looked at the list. A single thick needle, a long spool of cotton uh, twine. Oh, I wonder what this could be for. A set of heavy duty brass chains, ten what? rolls of duct tape, gorilla glue, a large tarpa canvas bag, and two flat headed sledgehammers. Oh yeah. What's all this for?
1: I asked. <laughs> <Duh>. Gardening.
0: <laughs> they all stood up at once, and I felt six hands on my shoulders. Honey, you're gonna have to trust How me. big
1: are his shoulders? To fit six uh, hands uh, on them. <laughs>
0: I drove my truck to Home Depot.
1: My tractor? My truck. Uh, my truck. I drove
0: my truck to Home Depot. And sped way over the limit to ensure I'd make it there before closing.
1: Yeah, that's what you should do when you're about to commit a very serious crime.
0: I tried to concentrate on the road, but focus evaded me as my mind somersaulted over the implications of what I'd just witnessed. I miss my wife dearly and I would do anything to see her again. That being said, I was more than a little uneasy about my wife turning into three men, two women and a little girl. Yeah. Even though her speech was interrupted through a disturbing chorus of voices, it was still my wife. I had so many questions. How long has she been conscious for? How does she come back to life and control this flock of meat puppets?
1: Did all six of them just stay, just stay together the whole time? Oh yeah, like a fucking... What must their families think? Von Traps.
0: What is the purpose of this list? One question about the six people she controlled lingered uncomfortably at the back of my mind. Are they still alive? I arrived at Home Depot and sprinted inside. I grabbed one of their oversized shopping carts and went to work. I found everything on the list, put it all in the back of my truck and raced home. I opened my front door and found the six of them still sitting on the kitchen chairs. Fantastic! They said all at once. Honey, can you turn on the back light for me? They all stood up in unison and walked single file outside. (laughs) I turned on the light and I saw them standing in the backyard with the supplies I'd just purchased. I was transfixed as I observed their gruesome labors. Observed. 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 Observed their gruesome labors.
1: So are these people not going to be alive anymore then?
0: I reckon these are like meat puppet like zombies. So I think they're like I don't know. Maybe they're dead. But once they've reassembled,
1: it, no, they're not going to be dead. Why would they be dead? I don't know. They've definitely had these organs so they can stay alive. Oh, I see. So, but then why are they acting like? That's what. That's what organ donation is. Oh, yeah. It's not just like let's <laughs> not for, for the laugh. dead. It's definitely not, it's for, the not dead. for the dead, is it?
0: Yeah. Okay, I just need an education. <laughs> uh, one of the men. I took
1: tax advice off you the other day. I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. Don't take my advice on taxes. Mm. One of the men
0: laid horizontal on the ground. He set his legs straight and placed his arms at his sides. The little girl then tied his legs and feet together with the chains, clasping it shut. One of the other men laid down parallel to the first, and the little girl repeated the process. Then the third man sat on the ground in front of their heads and positioned his arms and legs so that he was spread eagle.
1: What is happening? He
0: shuffled forward towards the other men and they reached up, gripping his legs.
1: Just like some morbid cheerleading squad. (laughs) It's like doing the pyramid.
0: Yeah, like um, human centipede. Why is
1: he spready? I don't
0: know. This is, this is one of my weirdest stories, I must say. This is weird, It's yeah. weird. The little girl then proceeded to use the long needle and twine to sew the men together. What? I winced as I watched the sharp metal pierce into the meat of the men's flesh. They didn't even flinch.
1: Stop referring to flesh as meat. Meat.
0: I approached the grim spectacle. What are you doing? Isn't it obvious? They all said at once. No. I'm attaching my legs to my torso. The two The two women then approached the man torso, and, feet first, they placed themselves in line with the man's arms. The little girl then repeated the process, she chained their legs together and sewed them securely onto the torso man's arms. The women lifted their arms over their heads. The little girl dabbed the glue to their wrists and held them together to form a single, grasping ten fingered hand. What (laughs) is going on? The little girl surrounded the entire gestalt creation with a thick covering of duct tape. Finally, she took the canvas sack. It's like the papier machine. hmm making one big man. Finally, she took the canvas sack, strung it around the neck of the torso man and hopped inside. She propped herself up top, giving the monstrosity a comically undersized head. This is the episode of Art Attack that was never allowed to air. (laughs) Yeah. I recoiled and went limp as I saw the abomination stand up. I was amazed by its flexibility. The man legs didn't appear to struggle with the weight and the woman arms moved with surprising facility. Woman arms? (laughs) Six (laughs) bodies became the ultimate composite wife. She looked like a gross, fleshy Voltron. I don't know what that is. Sweetie! <laughs> All the mouth said well, it was at really once. <laughs> Offers the trinket,
1: Mum! Sweetie, would you mind grabbing the sledgehammers and tar? Oh, my God. Imagine taking this bitch out for a date. <laughs> Meeting me at the truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: The monster lurch- <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. walked around the house and disappeared from sight. I grabbed the how sl- it's about ten foot tall. <laughs> I grabbed the sledgehammers and made for the truck. When I arrived, my wife was sitting upright on the truck's bed. She looked like a giant in an undersized <laughs> lounge chair. <laughs> oh
1: my god! Oh my god! My just didn't
0: expose This is the most ridiculous story. Okay, kiddo. I need you to drive me to the university's research hospital. That's where my brain is What held. is happening? Do you want me to drive you, I stammered? Won't people see you? You went there in the fucking car. No, it's on, they're in the truck at the back. Oh, covered in a massive tarp. In tarp. No, silly, that's why I asked you to grab a tarp. I pulled the tarp over the top of them and tied it down. I put the two sledgehammers in the back seat and drove. It wasn't a Hang long. on,
1: why did we need the sledgehammers? I think they were
0: about to go bust into a hospital and save their brain. Jesus. Keep up. Duh. It wasn't a long drive. By this point, it was well past 10pm. There were some people milling about, but none reacted to an otherwise benign-looking truck. I parked in front of the hospital. There were some lights on, but no visible activity. We're here, I said, and drew back the tarp. Perfect. You're the best, sweetheart. Do you mind passing me the sledgehammers? Oh, fucking I hate her. (laughs)
1: Like, I know she's dead and like this, but this, she is the worst.
0: I handed her the Very two <laughs> I Handed her the two massive bludgeons and she grabbed each of them firmly with oh, her ten finger- smash. <laughs> like Lenny out of it, Mice and men, yeah, and um, with a, a ten fingered head, <laughs> a little head, massive body, and a uh, ten fingered hands. Um, hang on, I thought fingers. I thought hands were ten fingered. No five. five. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> she lumbered up. It's like the blind leading the fucking blind, sisters.
0: <laughs> she lumbered over to the building's glass facade. She did not fit, so she smashed her way in. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> like a fucking. Go on, honey
0: bear. Oh. Fifteen minutes later, she emerged from the shattered front entrance. What is going on? She was covered in blood. She was covered in blood blood and bits of viscera. She no longer held the sledgehammers. Instead, she clutched a glass jar in one hand and a sheet of paper in the other. I've got it. Let's get out of here. (laughs) She clambered into the back of my truck and stretched the tarp back over her. It's like tucking herself in with her brain. Love that. That's not what it said, but I just... Oh, uh, so <laughs> you've lost your fucking mind. Could you please keep up with the story? Keep keep, keep with me. I heard sirens approaching as I sped away from the hospital. Ten minutes later, I felt confident we weren't being followed. I heard a gentle tapping on the back of the window. Gross. Gentle?
1: Pink. It's the only thing, fucking thing they have done, gentle. Uh, uh, uh,
0: hey, sweetie, my wife said. Do you know what would mean a lot to me if we went to our special place? I knew exactly oh where my she God, meant. Are they,
1: oh, my God, are they expecting sex off it Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they want to make love.
0: <laughs> I knew exactly where she meant. The grassy hill that overlooked the valley. It wasn't far. When we arrived, we had to... Oh no, when we arrived we had the place to ourselves. I stopped the truck, tore back the tarp and held my hand out to help my wife down. Thank you, sweetheart, she said, for everything. <laughs> she plopped a brain out of the glass jar and placed it securely in the sack with I think the little she girl. It sounds
1: like Erwin from the Vicar of Tib
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that she was still holding the handful of papers. What's all that? I asked. It's all the paperwork you need to set up an organ donation. I got it for you. For me? If it worked for me, maybe it will work for I you. I wouldn't
1: call this working. I <laughs> wouldn't say <laughs> yeah. this has worked. <laughs> I'd say this is a dramatic Shops failure. That's what I signed
0: up for, thank you. Each of her faces looked really hopeful. Each. I wasn't sure if I liked where this was going. No. Don't I have to die first? I asked. <sighs> we'll worry about that later, she said. She towered over me and gave me a gigantic hug. She surrounded me with her human arms, and I felt the warm duct tape bodies of six people press against me. Nothing else really mattered. I had my wife back. We sat together for hours, holding hands. I sat in her massive
1: lap, and we watched the sunrise. <laughs> I'm sorry, this feels like body shaking at this point. That's the end. If Adam came back as that, I'd be like, I don't think this is working anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna move but on. But you get
0: a nice big lap. You get, you know, you get the
1: warmth of of six bodies. I don't have anything to say.
0: Well, I just think that sometimes we choose creepy stories, but sometimes they have to be a bit batshit. My
1: brain has completely left my body. So, guys, if you are
0: thinking of organ donation, think Think again. again.
1: Um, so this is very interesting. This is called I Thought That The Black-Eyed Children Were Just An Urban Legend. Oh,
0: I love The Black-Eyed Children.
1: Until I Met One.
0: Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm already so invested in this story. Oh, hang on, hang on. Don't let me down. This is honestly the story I've been waiting for. Okay.
1: Okay, so this... Is I'm gonna have to credit these people because I I know we don't normally like to say whether stories are true or not, but this is a true story by a guy who ran a paranormal YouTube channel. I Amazing. don't know his name, but his friends were called Sam and Becky. Okay, huh. this is what this is. This it's mental. Okay. okay, and it takes place at Hennock Chase, which is right by where I live. Oh, yeah. Canic Chase. If you've ever heard of Canic Chase in the United Kingdom, then you've probably also heard a lot of ghost stories surrounding it. It is supposed to be... I've been on Canic Chase. It's spooky as fuck. Can we go? Yeah, we can go. The most famous one... Oh, maybe we should go and look for <gasps> the black-eyed children. Say, we're going next week. We're going next week. Oh, my God, we're going to find the black-eyed kids. Okay, we're going to go find them. Oh, get Stephen to take us because he knows exactly where he's going. And is there a Becky? Didn't you say Stephen... Oh, and no, Becky, Sam and friend, Becky. Sam and Becky. And do oh, you know anyway. what? I'm just going to text Stephen. Uh, okay. If you've ever heard of Cannock Chase in the United Kingdom, you've probably also heard a lot of ghost stories surrounding it. The most famous one, however, has to be about the black-eyed children of Cannock Chase. I've heard of this before, it's totally true. I had heard a lot of the stories, but never really believed in it myself. Me and my friends, Sam and Becky, we run a fairly successful paranormal YouTube channel. We mostly film around the West Midlands and in haunted locations. We mainly do stuff like using a Ouija board, asking spirits to communicate with us and pretending like we're making contact with them. Me and Becky will be the people on the channel who go out and try and communicate with the spirits and Sam is the cameraman who occasionally throws a rock in the background so we can all go, what was that? Oh, these
0: need to be our new best friends.
1: Yeah, I love them, sound great. We -hmm. were celebrating our fourth anniversary of doing this YouTube channel uh, and we wanted to do a special video. Living in Wolverhampton, Canock Chase is about a half-hour drive away, so it made sense to do it in such a popular location. We arrived there dead on midnight and filmed for a few hours with nothing happening. During our usual Ouija board ritual, we called on the black-eyed children to make contact with us. We mocked and imitated them, making contact with us, and even had Becky act like she had been possessed. When we were finished, we decided to head back to our car. We were having a bit of a good laugh about the whole thing and Sam was going to take footage of the hoe. Uh, take the, the home. footage home. To whom?
0: Yeah, take the Sa- footage of the home.
1: Take footage on! Sam was going to take the footage home with him to edit. I don't know about that. When we arrived at our car, Becky noticed a couple of kids. They must have been no older than 15. They were slowly making their way to the car.
0: A couple of scallies. Trying yes, Yeah,
1: Scallywags. Shanty Pirates. Sorry? <laughs> like, I'm, honestly, I'm losing my mind. I have never been so tired. Um, Sam made a comment about how it was kind of ironic and a little bit creepy, but we got in our car and drove off without waiting to see what they wanted. I know, it's kind of an asshole thing to do, but we didn't want to become the victims of a robbery. Or I mean, just leave. Just go. It's dark. Go. You've got no idea. The next night, I was lying in bed, when all of a sudden, my dog started to go absolutely crazy downstairs. I went down to see what was going on. As I got closer, I remembered this immense feeling of terror coming over me. My dog was facing the door, hackles up. There was a knock at the door. I looked out of the window and I immediately felt sick to my stomach. Two children, one boy around 15, and one girl, he must have been no older than 11, were standing outside. "'You must let us in,' the boy said. "'We need to call our mother.' The way he spoke was not typical of children from Wolverhampton at all. He sounded posh, but something was off in the tone. I can't quite make out what, though. Why do you need to call your mum? I asked. Why do you need to call your (laughs) mum? Is that
0: the Wolverhampton
1: accent? I I think anyone from Birmingham or Wolverhampton will not appreciate that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why do you need to call your mum? I asked. (laughs) This time the girl spoke. You must let us in. Our mother will be very worried. I felt my hand... Hang on. Oh, fuck. What's happened here? Ah! Ah! Okay. I felt my hand going for the door. I was terrified. In my subconscious, I knew what they were exactly, but I was almost like I was in a trance. I was oblivious to my dog going crazy behind me when all of a sudden, he did something that he's never done before. He bit me in the back of the leg. Oh? He bit me so hard that it drew blood. I snapped out of it then. I immediately pulled away from the door. The two came to the window... Oh, hang on. The two came to the window and stared at me. Their eyes were completely black. This time they spoke together. You wanted to speak to us last night, but we couldn't catch up with you. You must let us in. It won't take long.
0: Oh, my God. More unison speaking.
1: I remember... Yeah, oh, that's weird, isn't it? I remember grabbing my dog and running up the stairs. The knocking continued all night. It was getting louder and louder and more furious as the night went. (laughs) on. That's just someone having a wank in that, the bush. Yeah, that looked like... That's you, Dad in a bush. If you look at it that way, it looks like <laughs> I'm having a wank. Frotting. There's Dad in the bush.
0: Frotting at Spotify. Frotting. <laughs> Frotify.
1: What was that word that you... Um, oh, was that it? Frotting? Frotting. What What was that again? Just having a wank. I'm having a wank. I'm having a wank. okay. <laughs> Okay, it's re- we've really <clears throat> brought the tone down today. I'm sorry. Um, I immediately called Sam and Becky and told them what had happened. They told me that the same thing had happened to them too, but they couldn't snap out of it. They let them in.
0: Oh dear.
1: I asked them what had happened. They said the kids walked around the house for a bit and then they left. They said that the whole time they were there, they also felt this immense sense of terror and doom. We never did upload the video to YouTube. Doing so just made it feel like if we'd done that, it would have been inviting them to come back. A few weeks later, I got a message from Sam's brother. Him and Becky had been involved in a car accident. They'd been driving near Canic Chase when they lost control of the car and wrapped it round a tree. They did not make it. This is, like, a true thing. Fuck. I have no way of telling for sure whether them letting the black-eyed children into their house was the cause for this, but the fact that they did and that they died near Canic Chase and it... Okay, sorry. But the fact that they did and that they died near the canic chase and I didn't makes me think that if I had let them in, I would be dead too. I still get nightmares of them. I still sometimes worry that they're going to stand outside my door one day and ask me to let them in. I wake up in the middle of the night screaming, terrified. I spend hours at night debating whether to take a peek outside the window because if I do... <clears throat> oh, fuck, because if I do and they're there, they may see me. But the thought of not looking is equally terrifying because what if they're there just waiting patiently waiting for me to slip up well i won't do you hear me i won't i've taken precautions now i've gotten myself some more dogs lots of dogs The so house more dogs Mm-mm-mm-mm. because if one of them can stop me from opening the door maybe half a dozen will scare them off for good and i never leave the house without them they follow me everywhere some people think that i'm crazy but i'm not crazy i'm just being safe because they're not going to get me i promise i swear they're not going to get me that's horrible and that happened apparently that's like an actual true story yeah.
0: Jesus I love the idea of these kids just came in
1: out of wonder round oh, we, are we going to go to the Black Eyed Children that's terrifying oh yeah
0: it? obviously
1: yeah we should we
0: walk towards danger
1: yeah yeah a bit fucking naively really isn't it
0: I want, no we've got to go to do mind
1: you we are going to have to die in some kind of haunting <clears throat> yeah alright well we're going to Canic, guys we're
0: going to chase. We're next going chase next week we're going to Chase next week Oh my god, I love that.
1: That's oh. exciting, isn't it? Chase.
0: Oh, it's not next week, so we can't. Anyway. Um, well, we're going. We're, we're going. bloody going. Yeah. We're bloody going. And we're okay, going to exciting. a witch's grave and as we're well. We're going to a witch's grave, yeah. That's very exciting. I've heard loads of like, you it's can like, find it's all like all a this really big urban myth, isn't it? About the, the black eyed children. I love the black
1: eyed children's stories. They're so creepy. They're
0: so creepy. I've also. um. I heard of a phenomena called thin places. Have you heard about this? Uh-huh. So there are some places in the world that are called thin places and it's like the, the veil between the living and the dead is really oh, very
1: thin. And like pa- graveyards.
0: Well, a lot of these places are described as like godly, so it will be like the Vatican. Oh, where Yes. Not necessarily always, though. So it's um, there's also like there's apparently like a hole in the wall bar in Tokyo where there's a thin place. There's like some places a lot in Ireland as well. Oh. I think it's it's like a Celtic Christian thing, and um, there are certain places in the world just dotted all around where you can't like you can't put limb. it into language, but you just feel. Like an overwhelming like little like a sensation where, yeah, where it's like the undead are closer. Some say it's like heavenly and you're closer to God, mm. but others say you're closer to
1: I reckon an island. The people who are mostly dead. pubs and everyone's just pissed.
0: Yeah, it just might be some pissed ghosts. Mm. I think we should go
1: find one. Let's go to a thin place. Yeah, and
0: if you've ever heard of one, guys, especially our listeners, let listeners Ireland, Listeners in Ireland. Lester, Lester, if if F, you're from Carrick, then tell us. From Carrick. There. No, I mean, we can't do that accent. It's so no. bad. We're so sorry. Huge well, apologies. We're sorry. we're sorry, not sorry. Um, urine hasn't responded. I'm really gutted. I haven't got the goss Oh
1: well.
0: Uh, fine. Um, on, would Uri. you like another story? Yes,
1: please. Um,
0: someone said my my
1: weird voice like this sounds like.
0: Moaning Myrtle Oh yeah, that's
1: does bit isn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> I that Moaning Myrtle really creeps me out. Yeah, she's creepy. Spooky bitch. She's a spooky bitch. She's right? like forty five as well. I think it's because
0: guy. it's like the yeah the adult. Yeah, but in every, the everything, body. I see, everything
1: I see, her I she's creepy.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I quite like that about her though. She make it makes her quite unique.
1: She would have made a really good Maxine in Maxine.
0: <clears throat> okay, ready? Yes. I played the most disturbing game of Never Have I Ever.
1: Oh, I love that game.
0: I'm in college. Last night, I played the most disturbing game of Never Have I Ever with my roommates. If you don't know the game, it goes like this. Everyone holds up five fingers. You go around the room saying Never Have I Ever, followed by something you've never done. Everyone who's done that thing has to put a finger down five fingers down
1: and you lose well I do the same but it's with big shots of vodka
0: yeah it's big big barrels of fucking spirits
1: Uh,
0: anyway last night we'd been drinking a bit and a lot of juicy secret sharing was going on we'd learnt Tina and Layla we'd learnt Tina and Layla had been skinny dipping I'd cheated on a test and now Layla had been in a threesome you had a threesome Erin gasped who? who was it? she doesn't have to tell that's not part of the rules Tina said but but Erin pouted okay fine my turn Never have I ever had sex outside. You know, if you keep doing sex ones, I'm just going to lose in like two seconds, Leila said, adjusting her glasses.
1: Why? Because she's not, what? Because she's had loads of sex or she's had no sex? Because she said loads. So she's like, <laughs>
0: lol, I'm going to have all my fingers down it's going to be so embarrassing. Um, okay, I'll do something different, Tina said. She leaned in closer and lowered her voice to an almost whisper. Never have I ever seen someone die. an uneasy silence settled over us. Our smiles faded and we glanced at each other. Then, Erin and I each put our fingers down. Going with the creepy theme here, Leila said. Never have I ever used a Ouija board. Erin and I put our fingers down again. It had been back in September. Shortly after that girl... September. September. (laughs) we're horrible at podcasting and i'm here for it um i disagree it had been back in september shortly after that girl lucy disappeared One year above us, majoring in art history. Looking back on it, it wasn't the most respectful thing to do. She was dead, probably, and here we were making some spooky thing out of it. Although, not to shift blame, it really was Erin's idea. Your turn, Layla said. Right, Okay. My throat was dry, I reached over and took a sip of my grasshopper.
1: Oh, I know what that is. What the fuck is that? It's like creme de menthe and something else, I think. Because it's green.
0: I hate it. Oh, cre- like yeah, creamy alcohol makes me feel... I'm
1: going to find out, actually, because that's going to annoy me.
0: <clears throat> creamy alcohol? What, you don't like Bailey's? No, we had this conversation. Kahlua? Advocar? <laughs> Kahlua? You don't like a white Russian? Mm, sometimes, I used to, but I don't think it's for me anymore. It makes what? me feel a bit cloy. Hang on, hang Coy. on. Before we
1: carry on, let's find out what grasshopper is. Grasshopper drink. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, creme de menthe. Tequila. Nothing, that's it. That's yeah. disgusting. Crumbled and tequila. It looks nice, though. Okay. Um, mm. And heavy cream. Oh,
0: sick. Oh, that makes me no, feel No, but what, all about, what, all right. what about an Irish coffee? Do you know we've had this exact conversation you've got to mention now?
1: Have we? On the pods. Yeah.
0: And you said exactly that. You went, what about an Irish coffee? <laughs> and I said, yeah, sometimes. You went, see? See? So, yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> sweet Christ! Sauce. So, carry on. Uh, right. Okay. My throat was dry. I reached over and took a sip of my grasshopper. Never have I ever smoked pot. Then it was Erin's turn. She spun off mine, saying she never smoked a cigarette. And then we were back to Tina. For a second, she didn't say anything. We all stared at her, and she stared back. Her eyes nearly black in the dim light. Oh. She was smiling slightly as she looked at all of us hesitating, ramping up the tension. Never have I ever killed someone.
1: I knew that was fucking coming.
0: Dead silence. Then Layla finally spoke, forcing a laugh. What the fuck? she asked, crossing her tattooed arms over her chest. Of course none of us have ever... She stopped mid-sentence. And then she pointed at Erin. You had three fingers up before, she said, her voice weak, small... I looked at Erin. She sat there, stone-faced, holding up her pinky and ring finger. She surveyed Layla with her cold blue eyes and then shook her head. No, I didn't. You totally did. What, did you kill someone? Erin narrowed her eyes. If I did, do you really think I'd be stupid enough to put down a finger? Yeah, it's a good point. Tina and I glanced at each other eyes wide. Er, uh, Layla, I finally cut in. I'm sure she had three fingers up before. You sure? You saw her? No, I didn't see her, but I mean, obviously she didn't kill anyone. Layla focused back on Erin. You put down one for the Ouija board and one for seeing someone die. What was the third one for? Skinny dipping, she replied without hesitating. No way, Tina cut in. That doesn't make sense. You said you don't know how to swim. That's why you wouldn't come with us to Lake Crystal. So you can skinny dip without swimming. That's why it's called skinny dipping, not skinny swimming. But I could hear it in her voice. She was getting flustered. My stomach twisted and my heart began to pound. No, there's no way. Or is there? There was no way Erin killed someone. And even if she had, there was no way she'd admit it in a game of never have I ever. The whole thing was ridiculous. But then why is she acting so weird? Why is she just laughing it off? My hands were shaking now. I looked at Layla and Tina and they... Why isn't she just laughing it off? My hands were shaking now. I looked at Layla and Tina and they both looked just as terrified as I was. Maybe she did kill someone. Maybe. Something was bothering me, nagging at the back of my mind. Something I thought was insignificant when it happened, but now very significant. I don't want to play anymore, Erin said abruptly. She got up off the floor and set her drink down on the table. You guys are being too weird. She started down the hallway, where her and my bedrooms lay. Wait, I stood up. She slowly turned around. What, Caroline? She asked, her eyes empty. You are going to accuse me of murder too? No, just... Where were you that night? The night Lucy went missing. Excuse what? me? She spat. The gears were turning in my head. Before, I hadn't put the pieces together. It wasn't weird for Erin to be out that night. I'd, be out. I'd been out all night, at Jared's place or at a party, and so had Tina and Layla. And yet, it wasn't a weekend night. It was just a random Wednesday, around 2am, when I heard Erin's door creak open next to mine, heard her footsteps thumping down the hall. I'd woken again with a start around 4am to hear her coming home. Later that day, we'd heard Lucy was missing. Where were you? I asked again. I heard you leave. Around 2am. It was the night she went missing. Erin's exp- expression blanked. Then, in an instant, she ran down the hallway. She pushed me aside roughly and I fell to the floor. My My head made a sickening thwack as it hit the floor. Distantly, I heard other girls scream. Above me, I saw the door swing open and then slam shut.
1: What is girl? This is taking a bit of her.
0: I scrambled up, but it was too late. By the time I peered into the hallway, she was already gone. No one has found Erin yet. I don't know what happened to Lucy, and I don't even know if she's guilty, but I wonder if she didn't actually mean to put her finger down during our game. If maybe... She did it without thinking on instinct. Or maybe something unseen forced her finger down. Oh, what the fuck was that about? So clearly the spirit of Lucy. <laughs> clearly? Clearly yeah. Lucy's done that to Erin's finger. Oh. Finger,
1: you fucking murdered
0: me, you guilty oh, bitch. Oh, I don't know Why? We don't know why. I wonder if there's maybe a fucking part two. Hell.
1: That I'd watch that if it was a film. That'd be well up my street.
0: Yeah, it's quite a good premise, isn't it?
1: I I like it. Yeah, I like anything to do with like teenage girls killing themselves. <laughs> uh, not killing themselves, killing wow. each other. You know, like when they are like, "You stole my boyfriend, so I'm gonna fucking stab you, stupid bitch." It's very point horror. Well, point do you remember horror, that yeah. um,
0: that real case of the girls who read on Creepy Pasta the Slenderman story? Oh yeah, and they ended up murdering her. Yeah.
1: But I think she survived.
0: No. No, no, no! They killed killed, um, one of their friendship group. Yeah, I thought she survived.
1: I'm going to double check this. What did you find? She's dead.
0: Mm, Let's just quickly have a look. (laughs) Oh, you're right. You're right. Attempted, attempted to kill their friend.
1: I think like it's very lucky though that she was alive because they did leave nineteen times. They stabbed her. That's outrageous. Yeah, kids are so weird. In
0: May 20, just for context for anyone who's like, what are you talking about? In May 2014, Weir and Morgan Gaser, both 12 at the time, lured their 12-year-old 12 year old friend, Peyton Lutner, into the woods following a birthday sleepover. Gaser stabbed Lutner 19 times using a knife from her home before the two left their injured friend to die. Lutner miraculously survived after crawling out of the woods for help. They later told investigators the attack was an attempted offering to the fictional internet character Slenderman, whom they believed would kill their families otherwise. The details of the case and its connection to the urban legend drew national attention, with, with HBO airing a documentary titled Beware the Slenderman about the incident in 2017. Fucking It's mad. mental. People are crazy. Could you imagine people
1: doing that for Lynn?
0: Well... You know what I mean? Like... It's
1: very, very. But very don't you dangerous. think that's
0: a very thinly veiled, like they're psychopaths? Like how? I mean, I know you're, yeah. they're twelve, but twelve. Like, come old. on! They clearly just wanted to get a bit stabby. Mm,
1: yeah. Well, like you think it's a cover up? Like, oh, don't really give a shit.
0: Well, yeah. Like I just, like, you've got to be seriously. <laughs> well, disturbed. I did. Li-
1: I did watch the documentary and I listened to a few podcasts about it, and they were obsessed with the Slender Man. Really? Yeah. It's fucking creepy. Have you seen all those photos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's been almost 15 years ago since my family moved out of the creepy old house that nurtured my nyctophobia, which still persists to this day. I have a panic panic attack if it's dark enough that I can't see in front of me and I cannot go to sleep in a room that's dark enough that I cannot see all four walls. So today, I always sleep with my TV on. But as a seven-year-old, I didn't have the privilege of a TV set in my bedroom. My family was struggling financially. Um, mostly due to my mum's now ex-husband's tendency to spend each paycheck to support his drug addiction. And they'd gotten a pretty good deal on a crappy poor a crappy house in the poorer section of town due to being friends with the landlady. My bedroom was at the end of the hall with a single window facing the backyard and a tiny closet across from it that seemed to creak open on its own all night long. Mm. I remember- where is, Where is it? Where did I get up to? I can't see it. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. Okay, there was no central air, so I had to rely on a window unit to keep cool during the night. For anyone who's had to deal with window units, you'll understand how easily the cool air in one room can seep out to the rest of the house. But my parents were dicks and refused to buy a nightlight. You're nearly eight years old, they'd say. You don't need to use a, light na- a nightlight anymore. So I would either have to shut my bedroom door so my room would stay cool enough that I could sleep... Or I'd have to keep my door cracked open so that the my brain is broken. <laughs> or I'd have to keep, keep the door cracked open so that the light from the hallway would ease my mind enough that I could sleep. Were you, you scared of the dark?
0: I was scared of the dark. Were you? Yeah, definitely. I think most kids are, right? I don't
1: think I was asked. Really? No, not really.
0: Yeah, I was definitely creeped out by it.
1: It's the things you see that scares the shit out of you. What did you see? Yeah, nothing really. I just watched uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley. Lots of those films. They were scary. <laughs> in any other house, I, might, I may have been able to shut my door, hide my head beneath my blanket and learn to sleep in the dark, but I wasn't in any other house. I was at 812 Have Mayor in Park South, a house so crap that nobody had been willing to live there for 20 years. Um, in a neighbourhood so crap it got demolished a few years after we left. We lived there for less than a year, but it was the most memorable year of my entire childhood because of how terrified I was each night to sleep. I remember the first night sleeping in that room, door closed, blankets pulled up as the AC blasted, when the creaking of my ceiling fan suddenly got louder just as I was about to fall asleep. I opened my eyes, and there, hanging in the middle of the room, was a little girl in a plain woolen nightgown. Long, dark hair obscuring her face. I screamed and flung the sheets up over my head. My stepdad banged on the door a minute later and flapped... Flapped? And (laughs) flapped flapped the light. flapped around. And flipped the light on. What's wrong? He asked as he came up beside my bed and pulled the sheets off my head. My eyes went to the middle of the room immediately and I pointed. There's a girl hanging from the ceiling fan. My stepdad turned around and looked. There's nothing there. You had a nightmare. Go back to sleep. And just like that, he walked out. Flapped off the switch. And shut the door. When my night vision came back, the girl was there once more, swinging back and forth as if she'd been there all along, hidden only by the light. Did you hear a weird noise that came yeah. from me? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Loudly clear, I just I saw thought... your eyes go... It was like a bark. <laughs> it's like an animal. Oh, that's going to be fun for me, but... <laughs> I pulled the blankets back over my head and laid there shivering all night, too afraid to call out for my parents again because I knew my stepdad would get angry and yell at me. The next night I slept with the door open so that the light from my parents' room would light up the hallway and seep into my room and the hanging girl wouldn't appear. It worked long enough for me to fall asleep but when I woke up an hour before daybreak needing to pee, all the lights in the house were off and the girl was there once more, just swinging back and forth. I held it in line and bed squirming and waiting for the sun to rise. That's horrible. And when she finally faded, as the light seeped into my room, I bolted to the bathroom and pissed like a fire hose. Wow. <laughs> that, became the, that became the routine the next couple of weeks until one morning I woke up to pee early. I just pissed the bed. I would just piss the bed.
0: Yeah, pee all over
1: it. I'd pee all over it every day. I couldn't hold it in this time. I knew I was about to piss myself and I'd have to make a run for it. So I said, Did you, that was another noise. Did yeah, you hear Yeah, you are gurgling. I don't know what's going on. Um, I knew I was about to piss myself And I didn't, I'd, I'd have to make a run for it So I steeled myself, edged out of the bed And bolted across the room when suddenly the girl reached out And lunged for me Hair flinging back off her head White glazed eyes staring at me With grim intensity With greater dexterity than I thought myself capable I spun on the spot and lunged back into my bed Slinking my blankets up over my head And hiding until sunlight Needless to say, I wet the bed Oh good After that I absolutely refused to sleep in that bed My stepdad yelled and screamed and threatened to beat me But I absolutely refused to go into that room after dark And spent the rest of our stay at that house Sleeping on the living room couch After we'd moved I was able to convince myself That it had all been a reoccurring dream Or a delusion or something And despite my lingering fear of the dark I'd essentially forgotten about the house entirely Until the day before yesterday I'd taken my mother grocery shopping when we bumped into our old landlady, and my mother had to stop and chat, as she usually does. Naturally, assuming I didn't remember her, my mum mentioned that the house we lived in... W- uh, uh. Naturally, assuming I didn't remember her, my mum mentioned the house we lived that we lived in when I was seven and how I wouldn't sleep on my bed, and I mentioned why. As soon as I mentioned the... K- oh, fuck. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a
0: stroke just listening to
1: this. Naturally, assuming I didn't remember her, my mum talked about the house that we'd lived in when I was seven and why I wouldn't sleep in my bed. As soon as I mentioned the hanging girl, the former landlady's face became grave. There actually was a young girl found hanging in that house in the 80s, she said. She wouldn't elaborate and my mum moved the conversation to lighter topics. But when I got home, I'd be like, can we... Can we, like, tell me a bit more, then? Can we we figure figure this out, please? Um, When I got home and was able to hop online, I looked up news articles regarding the house neighbourhood and found the article. It was a young girl named Deborah Gibbs. As the story goes, she had been complaining of a monster in her closet, watching her as she tried to sleep every night. She would scream and scream every time she saw it until her parents would come in and bring her into their room. Allegedly, the dad got sick of it, and to teach her... To face her fears, left her in a room one night when she screamed. They found her hanging the next morning. The father was charged with her murder. But I can't help but wonder.
0: The end. Oh, monster in the closet. Yeah, monsters.
1: There's hanging people. There's dark. It's all very... Oh, blurry.
0: that's creepy. What a, what a day it's been. What a day. What a day. What's
1: um, Would What's you it? like a... Creep of the week? Creep
0: there the week. week. Creep of hey. This is trademarked. You say that every time. How do, I? We're
1: not trademarked. God, God I've got fucking anyway. dementia. Um,
0: you do a bit, and that's Hit me with a creep of, of
1: a week.
0: Okay. Okay. This is from Alice. Hi, Hans. I've been listening since the start of October and I'm finally up to date. Huzzah! Thank you so much for your constant laughter. You've made my autumn truly spooky and thanks for bringing together all my other favourite podcasts. You're
1: so welcome.
0: Cannot wait for a spooky super group with yourselves, Danny and Rachel. Also, huge fan of the Goosebumps segment. Never read them as a kid, as I was a bit of a scaredy cat. No nightmares thus far. I thought I'd share a story of mine, or more so, my mum's story. Hopefully, it's good enough for the pod. We shall see. It definitely will be. It will be. I live in London now, but I'm originally from Mid Wales.
1: Wales. Oh, you're from Wales. Same hunt, same. Was her name Rachel? No, it's Alice. up. Oh, it's Alice! Is it? it's Why Alice, did I say yeah. that then? Oh, Alice! You're from Wales. <clears throat> she is. When is that?
0: Shall I? Shall I say it in a Welsh accent? No, don't do that. Yeah, you offend everyone. Yeah, probably will, won't I? Uh, when I was younger, my dad used to sometimes work on the weekends, and me and my mom would go with him for a day out.
1: Nice.
0: Being a plumber, some of his jobs involved working on renovation projects. On this occasion, it was a conversion of a manor house into a hotel on the Welsh coast. I was about four at the time and I have vague memories of this trip, but this is really coming from my mum. The house stood at the end of a long gravel driveway, a big white double-fronted Victorian manor set against the rolling
1: hills. Lovely.
0: When we arrived, my dad made his way to the stable yard at the back of the property to speak to the site manager over some work that was being done. So me and my mum went for a walk in the grounds. The only thing I remember was the pet cemetery in a corner of the site near the house. There were many headstones adorning all the names of what I can imagine the previous owner's... Sorry. There were many headstones adorning all the name of what I can imagine the previous owner's pets. Dogs, cats, horses, even a rabbit called Hector. It was early morning, a light mist hovered over the ground, which added to the creepiness. Even as a child, I found it unnerving. We made our way back to the main house. As we got closer, I started waving. Who are you waving at? My mum asked, looking puzzled. The lady in the window. "'I replied, waving up towards the top of the house. "'The second window at the top, there, still pointing. "'My mum looked up, but the window was empty. "'What does she look like? "'She's got a black and white dress on with dark hair. "'Look, up there, Mum, she's waving.' Again, she looked up, but there was no one visibly waving back. She shrugged it off as being a member of staff who was working in one of the rooms. We continued round the back of the property towards the stable yard and found my dad talking to the site manager. My mum recalls feeling really unsettled as she entered the yard. She always had a bit of sixth sense of these things, but that is a story for another time. We reached my dad and they all chatted away. My mum remembers asking something like, how's the work going in the top of the house? The site manager looked confused. What do you mean? My daughter said she saw a lady out there waving at us. I was wondering how you were getting on. The man looked surprised. Well, that's a bit odd. There's no access to that part of the house. It's quite unsafe. Also, there are no women on site today except for you. The all fell silent and laughed it off. Once my dad had finished for the day, we made our way back to the van and began to drive off down the gravel drive. My mum looked back in the rear view mirror, up at the house, up at the window, and there stood a figure, waving goodbye. This was one of many weird ghosty sightings I had as a kid, which did creep my mum out from time to time, but as an adult, I've had no sightings, and to be honest, I hope it stays that way. I love the podcast and keep up the spooky work. And then she's put... I'm going to have to type that into Google, so I know how to say it. It... And then she's put brackets one for Susie. Oh, you say gosh. that, hon. Um, my well, Welsh is not great. She's no, uh, not a Welsh. No, I know. I am actually.
1: I want. I want hard evidence.
0: Right. I'm getting this into Google, and then we're gonna play it out. Um. F- <clears throat> let's just quickly.
1: My fan was. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why did you say that in an Estonian accent? Oh, here we go. and Very nice. Hang glad on. we waited all that time. Diorg <laughs> <Great. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Faur. Great. Diorg and Faur.
0: Diorg and Faur.
1: That's all. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Alice. No, Diorg and Faur,
0: Alice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Diorg and Faur. Top of we're gonna do a to get haunted we get haunted so you don't have to um I was thinking of doing
0: a bit of automatic writing
1: oh we've done this before
0: yeah but I what we're gonna do we're gonna change it this time both of us have to hold the pen oh and we have to empty our minds come on then get the pen on pad come on then
1: yeah what and do we have to think of anything particular? Okay, so we're both holding the pen. For the listener, we have a we have a pad and we have a blue pen. Who has a blue pen? Has- Everyone knows you only have you should only have black pens. What's going on? Oh, okay. Do we have to think about anything? So- Clear our minds. Right. Okay,
0: ready. Okay. And then we're just going to write and then see what happens.
1: Okay. I'm sure that's just drawn an ass. You're writing something. You're
0: writing
1: something. <laughs> what? Is... <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, I am actually right. Oh, that was off the page. What does that say? What does it say?
0: Let's that look. looks like
1: it says Bitchkovsky? actually.
0: Okay. Um, That was a... Oh. <laughs>
1: What does it say? Oh, I've
0: got that all fucking muddled up. Oh,
1: my God. Look at you! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I fucked
0: it up.
1: Your headphones are haunted. Help. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so... Why are you like oh. a four-year-old? <laughs> What's going on? That says absolutely nothing. Let me see. I'll sort this out. Oh, you have to look at it from different angles. Put the light on. There's a Susie here. Yeah. Susie is a prick. There's a love heart, though.
0: Is there? Yeah. There. Ah, oh, it says... What does it say? Can you make out anything? Have we, have we contacted the dead?
1: It says brie, like the cheese.
0: And then a heart.
1: Well, the heart is the B, Bear. Look, that just say brie. Bear. I. Let's see. B-R-I. Mm. Brie Okay
0: well thank you so much for... Brie <laughs> Yeah we've contacted Brie
1: No we should have some Brie
0: mm, I love Brie mm,
1: I'm hungry Yeah, I'm hungry Thank too. you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Ghost tons Please if you can't get oh. enough of us, If you want more If you're desperate for more If you are crying out for more Ghost Hunts. Head on over to Patreon. It's £6 a month. It is the price of an oat milk latte. You can get what can you get, Susie? Weekly episode of Huns After Dark, which is me and Susie talking shit and doing a little boot club. At the minute, we're doing Richard Layman's The Island. It's getting very intense. It is. We have Agony Huns. Agony Hunt. We solve your problems. We solve your
0: problems. Also, there's a ton of gossip. We, we talk about... We talk about everything. Our lives, lives and all the gossip we can't really we say on the We the pod. comedy gossip. Um, oh, yeah. We, we spill have, the tea, so come join we us. We have, like,
1: six feature-length ghost hunts that we filmed
0: oh yeah there is
1: so much content we've recently
0: gone to Highgate Cemetery and we went to a haunted pub on the Strand and we spoke to a chef about his ghost story so it's all
1: on Patreon check it out Um, we've got Chillingham Castle we've got things that we've got we went everywhere we've been to we've been to haunted castles we've been loads of places go and have a look go and check it out we'll see you over there and if not we'll see you next week thank you so much guys Bye. Bye. bye bye bye